Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Today's episode is about having babies. Maggie would like to have another child, but she's so tired. So how do you actually take such an important decision? If you want to know, well, then you definitely have to stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. And we have somewhere in a background, Lasse, our wonderful technician. Yeah, I will try and participate. <laughs> yes, he did it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we have a challenge, as you may suspect. Mm-hmm. And this one is uh, it's about babies. Yeah. So not, not that kind of romantic babies, like baby, but like having a baby. Yeah, it's a heavy stuff, people, today. So be ready. Anna, you can just go ahead and read Maggie's challenge. It's Maggie. I will do that. So the challenge goes like this. I have one child and I am seriously considering having another one. All the people around me try to convince me that we should have more kids. Part of me would really like to have two kids and I think it would be beneficial for my son to have a little brother or sister. But I am so tired. My husband travels a lot uh, for work and I can't really count on grandparents, so I am not sure if I'll be able to make it. How do I decide if I should have another kid or not? That's a really good question. Amazing. Uh, I would go to a fortune teller. Yeah, like a fortune teller probably would uh, would be a good person to I, Is answer. this one of the options? No. Okay, uh, that, that was, was a bonus option, by the way. Exactly. We have a bonus option already. But, you know, this is one of those situations that doesn't have one answer, right? This is one of those situations where every family, every relationship, sometimes us individually, if we don't have a partner but want to have children, this is something that we really have to answer for ourselves. That's why this, uh, this time we have prepared five reflections to help you decide whether you should or shouldn't invite a new family member. Yeah, I think this is a good approach, Marta, because options are kind of obvious. But as you said, this is a personal thing. Actually, having children, I, it's probably one of the most personal, intimate decisions you can have. And I, I'm really curious about those reflections. Can you please tell us something? Yeah, well, first of all, since I am a mom of three kids and I have been in this situation of, you know, ha not having children and having one and hearing different, you know, things about other people say, I have, of course, uh, read the most uh, distinctively in this challenge. All the people around me try to convince me mm -hmm. <laughs> that we should have more kids. So, of course, my first reflection will be about other people. The second reflection will be, of course, about yourself and about your future self. The third reflection about your partner. The fourth reflection about the kids and the fifth reflection about your setup. Plus the bonus is the fortune teller. Okay, so 
I think we can go right uh, into it and start with reflection about other people. Mm, I love this one. Other people. Yeah, you know, it's like what gives people right to tell you how many children you should have? Ego. You think ego? It's it's just like really amazing for me because one thing is that it's not their business, but another thing is like you can never have it right. No, no, it's uh, it's impossible to have it right. If you don't have children, why don't you have children? If you have one, you should have another one because he or she needs a sibling. If you have two, then yeah, three is a magic number. If you have four, what's wrong with you? Don't you use anti-conception? Why do you have four kids? This is a lot. So you can never satisfy people around you. No, no matter what you will do, you are doomed to fail. So, Marta, what would you propose? Well, what would I propose is the best advice I have ever got as a mother. Mm-hmm. When people give you advice, smile and wave. That's the best I can tell you. I mean, other people are not going to raise your child. They are not going to come unless they would like to offer that. Then it's okay. If someone is telling you, you know, have another child, you can always say, sure, if you promise to be available a few hours every day to help me with all the stuff around the house, I will take it. Thank you. Yeah, that would be a fair uh, fair deal because, yeah, if you think that you can tell me if uh, the amount of kids I have right now is right or wrong, then maybe jump on board and yeah, be my free babysitter. Yeah, that could be one strategy. I have to say that one that I have been using and I found very, very effective is, you know, distraction and dodging. So if someone asks me... Is it like Matrix? No, it's like... <laughs> no, I just saw uh, Keanu Reeves, you know, like uh, dodging the bullets. You know, I remember first time I saw it, I was just blown away. And distraction, he was making distraction, but it has nothing to do with Keanu Reeves or Matrix. It doesn't really have that much, but oh. you can imagine yourself just dodging those bullets from other people. And, you know, it's very easy. Like, so when are you going to have another child? And then what you do is like, oh, and what about you? When are you having the next child? So it often works in a good way. People like to talk about themselves, but you distract them completely. You know, you change the flow of the conversation. It could be very useful. And if you are talking to someone that obviously is out of having more children age, like someone uh, elderly or something, you can. Oh, and how many children did you end up having? And how did that work out for you? Actually, that is a really good one because you can get uh, an honest answer in the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that the most problematic type of other people could be uh, actually our family, you know, because, for instance, if we have, uh, you know, of course, we all have parents and many parents, they would like us to have many children because, you know, you have to have a bigger family and so on. I think this is the most problematic type of people that we have to handle in this situation. No, I mean, often people wish us well. Yeah. And often they they do say these kind of things because they care about us and they think that the children that we already have are so awesome. But it's not their thing to decide. Yeah, uh, you are absolutely right. I don't think it comes uh, from a bad place, all of those advices. But another thing is that you basically, it's like a reflection of yourself and your own needs that you try to put on another human being. And, uh, you know, it's uh, like whoever is saying you should have more children, probably it's a person who also thinks about having more children. And, you know, they want the world to be like they imagine it to be. So, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it depends, like if someone asks you once in a while or makes a comment once in a while, but if everywhere you go, you hear that kind of comment, it can be really 
annoying. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really then, uh, you know, you can either just uh, smile and say thank you for your kind advice and change the topic. Uh, that's the option for smile and wave. Or you can try to ask, so how about you? Are you having more children? How many children did you end up having? Of course, if you don't feel like talking about it. But I think we have given you some strategies here on how to deal with other people. And now we are going to move to a much more important reflection. Reflection about yourself and your future self. So this one is really about that bringing another child to this world. It has to be something that you want and you are ready for. It's really you and of course your partner, that are going to raise the child. So you have to get rid of the noise. You have to forget about what the uh, mother, your mother, your grandmother, the uncle of your husband, the person on the street and uh, the guy on the bus have been telling you. You have to put it away to a drawer and close that drawer. It doesn't matter what other people say because they are not the ones who are going to raise your child. You are the one who is going to do that. So it is really about asking yourself the mother of all questions. The mother of all questions. Do you want another child? Exactly. I think this, is, uh, this boils down to all of this. And I can also imagine that at sometimes we are not sure what we want, right? So, and I think that this is that kind of a situation where you kind of would like to Maggie, Maggie, I remember the name, Maggie, you would like to, you would kind of like to have another child, but you are not sure because you are so tired. So, but I'm also thinking how much of uh, this doubt in you is caused by the noise that Marta just mentioned. So maybe if you would, you would detach from, from the noise from other people, from their opinions, and just try to spend some time uh, on thinking about it, you would actually get, get more clarity. How do you see yourself in the future and do you want it? And another thing is, of course, we don't know what is your age, Maggie, but it's a decision that doesn't have to be made now. Maybe in a year you will be sure that you want to have a child, but it's really important to, to be able to just, yeah, look into yourself and find the answer. Yeah, you have to allow yourself a little bit of a time. It's not always easy to leave that noise behind and seek clarity, but it is possible. I think one of the best ways to try to figure out uh, what it is that you really want, especially if you are right now in this place where you're very tired and a lot is happening and you already have a child that is probably taking a lot of energy from you, is to imagine your future self. So Take a moment when no one is disturbing you, like really relax and sit down in a comfortable chair, uh, take a pen and paper or just, uh, you know, close your eyes and visualize yourself in five years. How do you see yourself in five years? How does your life look like? What would you like to be doing? What is it that, uh, how is it that you see yourself in those five years as a first thing? And then allow your family to enter to that picture. How do you see yourself in your family context? So is there one child? Are there two kids? Are there more kids? Just allow yourself and try to imagine how would that be? You can also ask yourself those kind of questions. Okay, now I am really tired, so I don't feel like having another child right now. But if I don't have that child, do I think I could regret in the future? 
that's also one of the things. And it is okay to think that you might regret, but how strong do you think that regret would be? Because we can like think, oh, it could have been cool if I had another child, or it could be, oh man, it would be devastating if I didn't have another child. So also try to, you know, weigh your feeling, your <laughs> how deep would that possible regret be? I would say that's the best way to figure out what it is that you really want. Imagine your future self, like first just you and what you want to do in life and then allow the family to enter and see and see what you see there. I think it's an amazing idea. I think this is actually an amazing idea for absolutely everyone. Lately, we have noticed with Marta that not many people have a vision of themselves in the future. So I think this is a, an, ex an excellent exercise for anyone who is about to make a decision. But I think that, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's the whole thing. Start with yourself. And then sometimes our mind is an interesting thing, you know, sometimes then the the visions, they come in, you know, so you see yourself in five years and then automatically you see two kids playing together and you know they are your children. You don't even have to overthink it. Sometimes those things, they just come. You just have to allow them to come. So basically, that would be what we would uh, advise you uh, to do here. Like really start with yourself. Forget about the others. Even put your partner for a moment away. Start with yourself so that you are not, uh, sorry to, to, to call it, polluted with what other people uh, think and want, because it's the most important that you start with yourself, that you know what it is that you want. Then it is much easier to take a discussion, of course, with your partner. That's also the next uh, point that we have here. But we really advise to start with yourself. Uh, we forget, we very often forget about ourselves. We get influenced by the people we love, by the people around us, and we may take some decisions that are not necessarily the best for us. Be sure what it is that you want, and that gives you a lot of information, a lot of confidence uh, what to do next when you know what it is that you want and you take other, peop other people's wishes and opinions in as a more neutral information, as some of the factors that you can weigh in. But you know, you're going to be the mother. You're going to be the one who will be pregnant. Fathers are very important. And my husband, he's an amazing father. But there, is no, there is no doubt about it that what happens to your body and especially that tiny little moment of giving birth that is not necessarily all that fun. That is, you know, there is only one worse thing than giving birth. It's a man flu. <laughs> so imagine how bad it is because it's the second most painful thing. First is the man flu, and then it's giving birth to a child. <clears throat> Where did that come from? So guys, you can imagine, it's really close, really. Yeah, but anyway, we wanted to highlight this part. Please, Maggie, spend some time with yourself and allow yourself to find the answer within you. Because as a mother, you are really the one that has to be certain that you want another child. It's yeah. very, very important. And don't hurry. If it doesn't come now, maybe it will come in a month or two or three. This is not a, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Oh, yes. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, let's move to uh, the reflection number three. Reflections about your partner. 
Do I even want this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, of course, talking to you about uh, you wanting your child uh, because everything always starts within ourselves. That That's the point that we want to make. But since you have a partner, then, of course, you need to know what about him? How important is it for him to have another child? Is he ready to have that child now? And, you know, sometimes it's also like... Is it a priority for him? Because one of the things that we will have in the last reflection, reflection about the setup, it could be that if it's such a priority for your partner to have another child, you could potentially ask him if that could be an option, that he's the one taking the majority of the uh, parental leave. You mentioned that he's traveling a lot, so he's not present. That, I guess, adds up to the tiredness a lot. But if having another child would be a priority for him, maybe he could actually take some of that uh, parental leave, for example. So it is important. Assuming that you are both uh, two uh, loving and giving a lot of your time and energy partners, it is also very likely that your partner is also very, very tired. So this idea to consider whether he could be the one taking some of that uh, parental leave, it could potentially bring much more time and energy for both of you because he would be present here and uh, we don't know what kind of job you do. If you would be the one working, at least we imagine that you are not traveling. So at least you could be the one uh, present here. I have quite some uh, friends that have actually gone for that, that the father stayed at home even for half a year, one year. I actually have one uh, couple of friends that uh, the father is staying already, I think, for a year and a half with the kiddos. It's, it, it could be a possibility. That's, of course, already the reflections about your setup. But it's very important to know how important it is for your partner to have more children. Exactly. And how does he see that in the future? Yes. So the fourth reflection is about the kiddos themselves. So you have mentioned that uh, that it is probably a good idea for your child to have a little brother or sister. And uh, we have actually been talking about that quite a lot in the challenge of uh, the guy that his ex wanted to have a kid with him. Which is, by the way, still the most popular podcast we have released so far. Who is to decide if it is really the best for a little person to have brothers and sisters. Yeah, I think that if you are making a baby uh, because of some other reasons than uh, I want to be a parent and I have love to share, then it's already a tricky business. Yeah, but um, you know, it's like, uh, it's actually quite tough for majority of kids when a new uh, kid is arriving home and they have been used to have all the attention from the parents, it's actually, I love this uh, comparison, but it's very similar. The way they feel, it's very similar to as if you were in your relationship with your husband, bringing, if he was, for example, bringing another woman. And he would be telling you, you know, I've met this wonderful woman. She's so great. From now and on, uh, we will be spending time with her. And you should be so excited that we are going to have her here. She's just so wonderful. She's so cute. And by the way, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with her and putting a lot of attention to her because she's new and she needs my attention much more. So 
it's it's a really good comparison and this is really how kids emotionally feel. This is a fantastic example. Um, Marta shared it with me uh, recently and it just like opened my eyes. But guys, this is exactly how kids feel, you know, especially when they are alone and then suddenly you will have a little brother or a sister and you should be super cool excited about this because you will have a partner to play and you have to love that person but yeah by the way we will be spending a lot of time with the little one because you know he's a little one and so on it's an amazing metaphor i love it marta yeah it's really accurate because of the jealousy Mm -hmm. it actually the jealousy part really works the same as if it was another person brought to a relationship as a new child to the family so There is also this thing, you know, when you have another child, it's going to be difficult at the beginning, but then they will be playing together and loving each other. Not. Not always. Not always. Some of them, yes, there are siblings uh, that uh, play very well together, but it just because someone is your sibling doesn't mean that you are people who would play together. It's like with kids in the class. There will be some kids you will love playing with and there will be some kids you will hate playing with just because you have different personalities, you like different things. It's not a guarantee that they will want to be playing together. Exactly. Being, you know, blood related doesn't mean that they will like each other. And actually, but maybe this is just what I've heard. I'm the only child. But most of Mm, stories from my friends that had siblings are not all pinky and 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 fluffy and amazing there it's more like we were fighting so badly when we were kids only when we reached a certain age we became friends and so on but it actually can be quite the opposite i i know also some uh, families when the kids are playing and they are friends but most of the stories i've heard were actually quite the opposite there will probably most likely be the time when they are playing together and there will be the time when they are super enemies and they are fighting and so on. Yeah, Marta, you have a perfect uh, experience in that. So. Yeah, so that's probably going to be the usual. Uh, that's the most common scenario where sometimes they are playing together, sometimes they are fighting. I have this, you know, when you have one child and that child is, for example, unhappy or crying, you feel bad. You have to handle this somehow emotionally. When you have another child, that child will be crying, will be unhappy. You'll have to handle it twice. And then additionally, they will be harming each other. So you will have that additional relation to handle as a mother where you will be feeling bad because the two children, the two little people you love the most in life, they hit each other. They do bad things to each other. That is also something you have to take under consideration. It's not only about your relationship with each of the children. There is also relationship between them that you take most likely as personal as your personal relationship with each of them. So there is another complexity of relationships. And yet it is wonderful, of course to have children and every moment when they love each other, when they show affection, where they help each other is completely, you know, gratifying. But it's like it is with one child, right? There are those moments when you want to, you know, pack your bags and leave uh, because it's so tough and so difficult. And there are those moments that you would never, you know, change it for another thing. The most wonderful, magical moments. Yeah. Lasa, do you have any siblings? 
yes, I do. But, yes. Uh, it's. I think my is kind of a rare case because I'm the youngest by 10 years. <gasps> so you know, my big brother was a lot older than me. But uh, of course, we also fought at times. Uh, sometimes for fun. Sometimes maybe not for fun. Like, okay. Got annoyed at each other and stuff like that. You know. Just just that on happens. purpose. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then we will move on to the reflections about your setup. And I think you already uh, mentioned something a little bit with, within that, right? Yeah. So basically, when we talk about reflection about your setup, it is about being creative. It is really to look for opportunities and options on how can you organize your family life so that you are not so tired. Yeah, I, I think that uh, this is a really amazing um, reflection because I also think that we are tending to fall into the same loop of traditional setups and sometimes we don't think about the box. And I remember, Marta, when I was talking with you, Back in a day, I don't know, two, three years ago, when you were figuring out how to make a new setup, you came out with some ideas that I would never think about. Like which ones? Like, for instance, Oper. Yeah, we were considering this. So this is uh, exactly one of those those things. If you feel that you would really like to have another child, but you are so tired, you cannot imagine how to even get, you know, how to make it work. Try to see if you could consider some options. Like you said, you can't really count on grandparents, but talking to them and asking if there would be an option that they could help somehow. Maybe you yourself have some uh, friends or other family that could be the ones that you could count on or really bringing someone like an au pair. Just try to think out of the box. One of the things we have already also suggested before, maybe it could be an option that your uh, partner stays more home since he has not been present uh, as much as uh, you would like him to be before. So this is really about thinking out of the box and looking for alternative solutions. I remember when I had my first child, I wanted to do everything by myself. I wanted to take, to take care of everything by myself. I didn't think I needed any help. When I got the second child, I, for example, found someone who would come and help with cleaning once a week. When I got the third child, I have someone helping almost every day because uh, that's another thing. You need much more time to give to your children as a mother. You suddenly have to give attention to more than one child. So you actually should have more time <laughs> to satisfy their needs. And, uh, and it somehow goes the other way around. You have less and less time. Yeah. If, so if you don't organize it in a, in a way or, yeah. So it is really like trying to be creative, like try to brainstorm what are the options for you? What is it that could work? What is it that is possible to be done uh, to see if you could create some of more time, more help, a situation where you could rest more? Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think that would be something if I would have another child that I would definitely need to consider. Because I remember when I had my first child, it was quite okay. But I was also very lucky because uh, my daughter, she was a, a peaceful, calm baby. It was amazing. I almost didn't have to struggle, except of, of course, some things like, you know, falling asleep in her own bed. But now when I think about, you know, because she's almost becoming a teenager and it's an emotional load. Now you don't have to take care of the child physically so much. You don't have to, um, I don't know... Um, 
make sure that she doesn't fall or hurt herself because she she knows better but there is a lot of emotional uh, support that i have to give because she is becoming a teenager and then if i would imagine myself having a small baby right now that i have to take care of physically then i would definitely if i would like to continue with the things that i'm doing right now and also be a good mom for both of the kids, then I would definitely need to go into some creative solutions. Yeah, but that's really, that is option. Uh, that That's our fifth reflection. And everyone has, you know, individual circumstances and a setup in the family and so on. Of course, we gave you some ideas, but it's very important that you open up and try to brainstorm. And at the beginning, don't limit yourself with anything. Try to write down even the craziest ideas that come to your mind because sometimes we uh, restrict ourselves uh, and don't allow ourselves to think out of the box. Exactly. And I think even it's a good idea to even Google creative ideas for handling more children in a family. I think sometimes you can find a lot of interesting things on Internet. Google time. So, dear Maggie, we have shared with you our five reflections. We hope that it was in any way inspiring, that you will be able to look for your own solutions and figure out what will work the best for you and your family. Yeah, and we would like to wish you all the luck. And I'm absolutely sure that you will make the best decision for yourself. So take care. And if you do decide to have more children, enjoy the process. Enjoy it. Yes. And go to other other podcasts when we tell you how to enjoy the process. <laughs> because we have those, of course. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options show. Remember that we are on air every Monday, Wednesday and every second Friday. Remember that you can visit our website www.you'vegot5options.com where you can submit your challenge and find our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or any podcast app.